<laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So lift up your Bible. You all know it. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. My mind is alert. Thank you, Jesus. My heart is receptive to the word of God. And my life will never, ever, ever be the same. Ooh, glory to God. Amen. I like the way y'all said that last ever. I think y'all meant that. Ooh, glory to God. If you would just continue to remain standing, let us pray together. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, God, just thanking you. Lord, we thank you, God, that you have settled here. Hallelujah, God. We just welcome you. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Have thine own way. Move like you want to move. Continue to move as you want to move. Continue to speak as you want to speak, Father God. I yield myself as your vessel, Father God willing to go forth and speak your holy word to these your people lord i ask that you anoint my lips anoint my tongue oh god lord and let me be like that of a ready writer willing to write upon the hearts of your people with excellence penmanship god i pray this word will be a blessing to somebody today and it's in your son jesus name we pray and say amen, amen. glory to god you may be seated Hallelujah. I ministered a word a couple of Wednesdays ago. Um, bless God. If children wants to be released to Children's Church, you may at this time. Thank you. Hallelujah. I ministered a word called uh, It's in You a couple of Wednesdays ago, a couple of uh, for Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study. I'm not going to say anything about the number of people that um, have listened to the to miss to the message bless god i'm just gonna trust god that folk didn't know that we were still doing it you know the wednesday night um podcast and so i just want to piggyback off of that i started to come back and just just minister the same message i said oh lord you know we, we need a few more people to hear bless god <laughs> but the lord led me in a different way but yet i'm going to use the same text scriptures hallelujah and today we're going to speak about in him we live. In him we live. Glory to God. Now let me just give you a backdrop of what was going on, you know, prior to our text scriptures here. Paul and Silas were going about preaching about um, Jesus Christ and explaining how it was necessary for Christ to go to suffer and to rise from the dead. And he, you know, saying that this Jesus, this Jesus, because, you know, back in that day, there were a lot of different people named Jesus. But that's why we have to say Jesus Christ to be able to specify which Jesus we're talking about. Amen. This Jesus that they proclaimed to them was Christ, the Messiah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this statement expresses the belief that Jesus as the son of God possesses divine attributes. And we're going to get into some of those attributes as we go along here. They pass through um, Amphipolis and Apollonia. I'm not talking about Princess Apollonia, y'all. This is the city we're talking about. Bless God. Stay with me, people. Stay with me. <laughs> and then they came to Thessalonica uh, to a synagogue of the Jews. Amen. And some of the Jews believed and they associated themselves uh, with Paul and Silas. But the unbelieving Jews. Mm, how many of y'all know that y'all, the messy bestest, they hadn't just popped up. 
glory to God. <laughs> the messy business had just popped up. Uh, yeah, they was there back in the old days, glory to God. So the unbelieving Jews, they stirred up a little controversy around them. They gathered a mob, y'all. And they uh, stirred the city up to run Paul and Silas out of the city. Glory to God. So Paul and Silas, they were staying at this man's uh, house named Jason. And Jason's house, when they got wind of that, then they raided Jason's house. Because they, they were really trying to get these guys out of the city. They wanted them to shut up. Okay? They wanted them to shut up. How many of y'all know Satan still wants you to shut up today? Glory to God, he don't want you to spread the good news. But as long as there is breath in my body, hallelujah, as long as he gives me a, a mouth to speak, I'm going to declare the greatness of God. Hallelujah, God. Anybody in agreement? Hallelujah, God. Declare the greatness, the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But when they failed to find Paul and Silas, they dragged Jason and some of the others out of the city before the uh, city authorities. And they were telling them that these men, you know, these are the men who had turned the world upside down. Isn't that something? Glory to God. That's an awesome feat right there. For, to be a person that turned the world upside down. Come on now. Hallelujah. But they told them about this. These people had been at Jason's house. And some of the brethren sent for uh, Paul and Silas away by night. They slipped them out and, uh, by night to Berea. And they entered the synagogues of the Jews there. Now the scripture says that these were the noble ones. You know, bless God. They, they had a little sense about them. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, but they, and they became believers. When Paul and Silas were talking with them, listened, you know, they were listening to the teachers and everything. They became believers too. And then those jealous Jews found out about it. Here they come, y'all. Here they go. Glory to God. And then they showed up on the scene there. Hallelujah. And so they came there with their mob and they were inciting the masses, you know, getting everybody stirred up there. Glory to God. How many of y'all know they don't just stop in one place. They move from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But then the brethren, they sent Paul off. They sent him off to the sea. And then um, they sent, but Timothy remained behind. And so Paul was taken to Athens and told to wait there for um, Timothy, Timothy and Silas. He was told to wait for them there. And then that they would be there very soon. Glory to God. And so this is where we're going to pick up. If you will turn with me to Acts, glory to God. That's just a little backdrop there. Acts chapter 17, y'all, I was tripping out when I was reading this stuff. I said, Lord, did Bible folks something else with themselves? Glory to God. Remind me of some folk I know. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you turn with me to Acts 16, 17, I'm sorry, and we're going to read from 16 to 28, and it reads, now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Glory to God. Therefore disputed he in the synagogues with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them and uh, that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. Hallelujah. And some said, what will this babbler say? Isn't that something? They call the man a babbler, just like he from Babylon. You know, it's just Babylon, Babylon. He ain't talking about nothing. So they said, what will this babbler say? Other some, he seemed to be a set of forth of strange gods. 
They were saying that he talking about strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, brother Billy just told us we love to call on the name of what? Jesus. What's that name? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. All right, hallelujah. We love to call on the name of Jesus. And this is what he preached unto them, Jesus, and the resurrection. Hallelujah. Remember, remember I told y'all there were several Jesuses back in that time. So they had to clarify which one. We're talking about the resurrected one. Hallelujah. He was the only one that rose from the dead. Glory to God. And they took him and brought him unto Arapogos. What is this? I'm sorry. Arapogos saying, may we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know therefore what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else. That's all they spent their time on. But either to tell or to hear some new thing. Sound like people with itching ears to me. Mm. Glory to God. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. He said, y'all too superstitious up in here. For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, your little so-called devotions, he said, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. It didn't say to the most high God, it said to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. He called the folk ignorant, y'all. Oh, Lord, power run. Him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in the temples made with hands. Hallelujah. He said he don't dwell in these idols that you have built with your hands. Glory to God. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he given to all life and breath and all things. He don't need anything. He gave life. He gave breath. He gave all things. Glory to God. And had made one blood. One blood. That's the blood of Jesus. One blood. All nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they shall seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him. Ah, if they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. He's not far away. He's not far at all. Hallelujah. If you feel like he's not near, guess who moved? Mm. Guess who moved? Glory to God. He's always right there. Verse 28. This is where we want to focus our attention. For in him we live. Glory to God. And move. And have our being. As a certain also of your own poet. Paul said your own poets have said. For we also are his offspring. For in him we live and breathe and have our being. Let's talk about life in him. Matter of fact, turn with me, if you will, to John 10, 10. Mm. My God, very familiar scripture. Very familiar scripture. John 10, 10. Hallelujah. Let me get there myself. And it reads, the thief cometh, not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more 
abundantly. Yeah. Glory to God. That's, let's go on to, let's move on to 11 and say, I like this. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Let me, let me hit you with it from the Amplified. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came. He, he broke it down. He told you what the thief comes for, and that's to kill, to steal, and destroy. But he says, I came that they may have and enjoy life. Did you hear me? That you have and enjoy life. And that you have it in abundance to the full. Huh? To the full till it overflows. Glory to God. And 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. That's what it says. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. Ah, oh, the good shepherd. He lays down his own life for the sheep. Jesus came that we might have true life in him. Hallelujah. A life that we can enjoy. Not just a life where you just say, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm making it. You know, you ask people, how you doing? I'm here. I'm making it. And I tell them, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're making it. But did you not know that God came? He didn't come just for you to make it. Just for you to just be here. He said he was the good shepherd. And the good shepherd risked his life and laid down for his sheep. Amen. Matter of fact, Psalms 23 says that the Lord is my shepherd. He personalized that thing. David personalized that thing. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. And I shall not want. You know why? Let me explain to you why. Because when shepherds, what a shepherd does, you need to understand the duty of a shepherd. He feeds. He guides. He protects. That's what a shepherd does. He feeds. He guides. He protects. Hallelujah. That's what the shepherds do for their sheep. Glory to God. And that's what David was saying here in Psalms 23. And that's what the Lord does for us. Huh? He feeds. He guides. He protects. I'm going to break it on down for you. He feeds our spirit through his holy word. Mm -hmm. He feeds our spirit through He guides us by the Holy Spirit. And he protects us from those ravenous wolves. That's, that's, you know, circling around, wanting to devour us. Hallelujah. And you know, this is the other thing. This was a beautiful thing that the Lord gave me. That he protects us even from ourselves. Yes, Lord. Did you know that? He protects us even from ourselves. I pray that even when I pray. I said, Lord, I thank you that you protect me even from myself. When I pray for my family, my friends, I said, God, I thank you for protecting them, even from themselves, God. How many of you know we need protection, yes. even from ourselves? You know why? Because we can be our own worst enemy. Yes, Lord. Yes. We can be our own worst yes, enemy. My God. Turn with me, if you will, to John 15, 7. Just a couple of doors, few doors over here. I'm going to read it to you in King James Version and the Amplified. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you live, this is the Amplified, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you 
and continue to live in your heart. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Woo! That's good news right there. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. But don't forget the prerequisite. You got to abide in him, and he abide in you. Huh? Glory to God. Oftentimes we search, you know, what we, we, we search for what we need in everything but God. Mm. No matter what we do, nothing seems to work. That's because what you're looking for is in Christ alone. Uh, it's in Christ alone. And when Christ is the only place that you can find it, nothing else is going to work. You won't find it in the bottom of a bottle. You won't find it in the back of a room. You won't find it at the end of a funny cigarette. You won't find it You won't find it in a woman. You won't find it in a man. Because it's in Christ alone. Glory to God. We long for meaning as shekinabosa. We long for meaning and purpose. And when we don't have it, then we don't feel fulfilled. Glory to God. So you may feel lonely. And you may seek comfort in a woman, or you may seek comfort in a man, but they don't satisfy you, or they don't make you feel complete like you thought they were going to make you feel. That's because what you need is not in them. It's in God. It's in Him. It's in Him we live. It's in Him we breathe. It's in Him we have our being. He is the only one. He is the only one. Listen to me good. Who promised that He would never leave you alone. He's the only one. Man can't make and keep that promise. He'll make it, but he can't keep it. Man can't keep that promise. All it takes a man to leave you is for times to get tough. Hello, somebody. That's all it takes a man to leave. Just, just, let, just let them turn that heat up a little bit on that furnace. You know, when they had those three Hebrew boys in the, in the fiery furnace, it said, the Bible says that the furnace was turned up seven times hotter. Glory to God. We don't even have to get the one. We just start feeling a little heat. Ooh, Lord, how the store sweet. Ooh, Lord, gee. We just feel a little heat, you know. And then it, it get a little tighter, get a little tougher. And then we be like that little piano player on uh, Color Purple. When, when, when Sophia was about to lay somebody out, he said, whoa, time to go. Time to go. Hallelujah. <laughs> time to go. And that's what men will do for you. When that heat get a little too hot, man will say, oh, time to go. Hallelujah. You all have heard the saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Mm. That's what man does, though. When, the tough, when it gets tough. And when I say man, I'm speaking man or woman. I'm not, I'm not bashing my brothers, y'all. Put the stones down. I'm not bashing my brothers. I'm speaking in, in general. Hallelujah. That when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And I said, that's what man does. When the going gets tough, then man gets going. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. But God. I said all that to say God is always there. He promised he would never leave or forsake you. He promised to always be by your side. I just want to remind you of that today. 
Glory to God. When you're going through your own fiery furnace, you look back, you'll see a second man walking. It was a fourth man walking for them because there was three of them in there. But when it's just you and him, and you feel like the whole world is against you, just know that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You look over to the side, you'll see a second man walking. And you might mess around and look down. You won't see but one set of footprints. That's because he's carrying you. Hallelujah. That's because, because sometimes that thing is so hard, you can't even walk on your own. You can't handle that thing on your own. You need help to carry you. Hallelujah. And I promise y'all, he will pick you up. He will turn you around. And then he'll place your feet on solid ground. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. When that battle is over, hallelujah, God, I thank you. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. We glorify you. We glorify you. Ah, we move. Thank you. I just want you to know that he's always there. Even if you leave him, he's always there. He's right there waiting on you to come back. Just like that father did for that prodigal son. Y'all know the story. You know the story. You can leave him and you can come back and he'll be right there. Amen. Right there. I bet you you can go back to the same spot where you walked out for me still sitting right there. <laughs> Waiting on you. Glory to God. We move in him. What does it mean to move? Move means to go in a specified direction or manner. Change position. Make progress. Develop in a particular manner or direction. Glory to God. We said earlier that the shepherd guides. Remember that? The shepherd guides the sheep by way of the Holy Spirit. He gives you specified direction. Glory to God. That means he'll give you specific directions, Adrian. He'll give you specific instructions. Hallelujah. He did it with Naaman. He did it with Naaman. Naaman was a commander of the army of the uh, king of Syria. And he was a great man with his master. Uh, because by him, the Lord had given victory to Syria. Because of Naaman. Amen. And he was he was a great man. He was a, a mighty man of valor. He was a brave man. Glory to God. But he was a leper. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? So awesome. And all of his greatness. You know that what that tells me? It doesn't matter how good you are. You got some kind of issue. I don't care how good you think you are. You got some, some kind of issue. Seen or unseen, amen? Known or unknown, we all have issues. Glory to God. And so this man's issue was, even though he was, you know, a decorated commander of the army of the king of Syria, he, had, he was a leper. He was a leper. Now, leprosy back then was believed to be a punishment for sin. So, you know, we, it, the scripture didn't specify what the sin may have been, but that's what, that's what it normally represented. It was a chronic, incurable disease at that time. Glory to God. So people were, with leprosy were shunned. They were outcasts. They were outcasts. Anybody ever felt like an outcast? Sometimes we like to use the term black sheep. You know, I was a black sheep, bless God. He was treated as an outcast. Ah, but a little maid told Naaman's wife all he needed to do was go to the prophet in Samaria and he would heal him of his leprosy. That's what she told him. And Naaman went and told his king, you know, what the little maid told him. And, and the king of Syria told him to go right then. And he sent a letter to the king of Israel. He had sent him a letter of recommendation. 
Hallelujah, God. And when the king of Israel got the letter, y'all, I get so tickled when I read the Bible. Because so many times you hear of how their clothes were ripped. It was, they were bad about tearing their clothes off. It was just somebody ripping their clothes. That's when they get mad at, ah, just come on out the clothes. <laughs> it was some about, so that's what this king did. He ripped his clothes and he said, you know, who did this man think he was? It was the sin. You know, he said, who this man think, who he think I am? I'm not God. I can't hear no man of leprosy. Send him in his letter. Who he think I am? But Elisha, the prophet, heard the king. And he asked him, man, what you tearing your clothes off of? Put your clothes back on. What you tearing your clothes off of? I'm good. He told him to just let Naaman come to him. And then he would know that there was a prophet in Israel. Okay? So Naaman came with his horses and chairs and they stopped at Elisha's door. He did what he told him. Elisha sent a messenger though. <laughs> he sent a messenger to, to Naaman saying to go wash in the Jordan seven times. That's what he told him. And he told him his flesh would be restored. Amen? And so he sent... <laughs> This just got me. He sent a messenger. Now, I just told y'all how bad Naaman was, right? I told you he was a decorated officer. Glory to God. He was a commander of the, of the army of the king. And this man sends a messenger. He didn't even go see him himself. He didn't even go see the man himself. So Naaman got upset. You know, ego got in the way. Glory to God. He got to start feeling said, Man, he must don't know who I am. He got hard about it. And he said that he thought the prophet. Elisha was going to come out and he would at least come out and call on the name of the Lord. What, what we do been Call on the name of the Lord. He thought he was going to at least come out and call on the name of the Lord. Lay his hands on him. He thought he would at least do that. And then heal him of the leper. Mm -mm. Elisha didn't even go see him. He said somebody here. Just go tell him what to say. Name of service asked him. This is so powerful. His service asked him. If he had told him to go do something great, would he not have done? Had he told him to do something great, would he not have done? And he thought about that. And he said, he said so how much more should you be willing to do this? Amen? And so Naaman moved. Remember, we talk about in him, we moved. Ah, Naaman moved according to the instruction that was given him. He changed his posture. He went from standing in a prideful, puffed up stance like he done, man, what, what? Go dip in that nasty Jordan seven times? Who? Not me? Uh-uh. He went from that, man, this man must be out of his mind. I believe that's just what Naaman was saying. He must be out of his mind. He must don't know who I am. He must don't know who I work for. You understand me? He was puffed up in his stand. But when he listened to the service boy, my God today. When he listened to the service voice and he obeyed the instruction, the special instruction, the specified instructions that he was given, he received his healing. My God today. Why? Because he followed the direction. Obedience. That's it. He moved on. He did something. See, you can't get instruction from God and then just sit there and don't do anything. You got to move. You got to do something. When God speaks, you move. When God speaks, you move. When God speaks, 
boxing day. He had to change his position. He had to do something. He had to get rid of his stinking thinking. Glory to God. And as a re result, he progressed in his healing. Amen. Glory to God. He progressed in his healing. The Bible tells us with, without that faith, without works, is dead. You can't be going around here believing, you know, oh Lord, I, I believe, I believe I'm here, Lord. I believe, I believe I can do better, Lord. I believe I can get a better job, but you never apply for anything. You don't even, you don't even go on the internet, look for nothing. You don't even, you don't even get a thrifty nickel paper. I don't even know if they still do those. But bless God, you don't do anything. You don't put your name. You listen, when I'm looking for something, baby, I pick up the phone. Hey, listen. Tell if you need if anybody looking for an, an excellent, I tell them an excellent executive assistant, let them know your girl on the market. Okay? Let them know you pick up the phone, call somebody, let somebody know you do something. That's all I'm saying. Stop, stop with the pity party. I just hear this by the spirit. Stop with the pity party. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself. Get up and do something. Get up and do something. Because faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. You might as well not even get up out your bed. God gave you activity of your limbs. Do something with it. Stop worrying about, oh, I didn't go far enough in school. I don't have education. You got a brain. You have hands. You got legs to walk. You have a tongue to talk. God gave every last one of us a gift. You better use it. Listen, I remember uh, there was a lady, somebody, uh, I think her name was um, Sister Cleo. She was one of them uh, palm readers or something. And she said, baby, I got the gift and I got to use it. So you got the gift, you better use it. Huh? You got the gift. There is something in each and every one of us. Just tap into it. If you stop having a pity party, feed that mess back into your spirit over and over and over and over again, you might be able to hear from the Lord. You can't hear from the Lord because you too, you too busy feeding all that negative stuff back into your spirit. Just recycling it. Recycling. The only thing you need to be recycling is plastic. Not all this foolishness that people have been speaking to you all throughout your life. If you have faith, act on it. Act on it. That's for somebody. We exist in him. That's what the New Living Translation tells us. It's in him we live. It's in him we move. It's in him we exist. We have our being in him. Our very existence is in him. Or we can say we exist because of him. Glory to God. There's a wonderful song that was penned by Bill and Gloria Gaither. And I, I won't be before you much longer. Um, and the chorus of that song says, because he lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. Thank you, God. All fear is gone. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because I know I know who holds the future. That's it. Glory to God. And life is yes, worth. Yes. It's worth the living. Yes. Stop going around right here with your head hanging down. I'm so sick and tired. I'm yes. so sick and tired. I'm, well, get sick and tired of being sick and tired and you'll do something about it. Because yes. this, this life is worth the living. Yes. He thought you were worth saving. Yes. He thought you were worth him laying his life 
and you're gonna you're gonna uh, spit in his face mm. by by you know putting this life down? Mm. I don't think so. Life is worth the living. Yes, the yes. songwriter says just That's because he lives. Yes. Huh? Mm. Just because he lives. Mm -hmm. My God, today all fears that I can face tomorrow. Mm. Mm, my Jesus, that tells me in Him I have hope. Glory to God. I have hope. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans. We're about to wrap this thing up. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you today. Romans chapter 15. Mm, we bless you, Lord. Verse 13. Now in the God of hope. The God of who? The God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. That means that your hope lies in him. Yes, Hallelujah. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. And his strength is his, his faithfulness. His strength, the strength of it is his faithfulness. All fear is gone. Hallelujah. And he holds the future. That lets me know that I can have peace in him. I can rest in that thing. Oh my God, I have no reason to fear. Why should I worry about my future when God is already there? What? Why are you worried about your future when God is already there? John 14, 27. I won't turn there for time's sake. But it says, Jesus said, peace, I live with you. Peace. I leave with yes, you Lord. my yes. peace. Yes. That's what he said. My peace I yes. give unto you. Yes. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, yes. neither let yes. it be afraid. Yes. That's the word. Neither let he left his peace. Yes. I'm going to tell you what kind of peace. Y'all don't understand what kind of peace that is. Yes. Y'all don't understand what kind of peace that is. That kind of peace. That, that Jesus has is the, the kind of peace that causes you to sleep right. <laughs> in the midst of the storm. Yeah, God, turn with me, if you will, real quick. Matthew, and this is my last verse here, Matthew 8. I want y'all to see this thing right here. I'm talking about that peace that surpasses all understanding, that kind of peace. He said he, he left his peace, glory to God. Matthew 8, 23 and 27. Ah, can you take the echo out for me, Matthew? Glory to God. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. He was asleep. The ship was covered with the waves, y'all. Now the average person would be like, oh, Lord, we're going to drown. Matter of fact, that's what they did. They said that his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We perish. And he said unto them, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Where's your faith? Huh? You've been walking with me? You've been talking with me? You see what I've done? Where is your faith? It says, then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. And there was a great calm. Mm -hmm. Woo! 
season. Did you hear that? Yes. He rebuked the winds and the sea. Every wind that's blowing in your life, every sea that is raising in the name of Jesus, we, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus and we say peace be still. Yes. Peace be still. That's what you do. You don't let life beat you down. No. You beat it down. Yes, huh? yes. With the word. You speak to that raging sea. Use your words. Hallelujah, God. And there was a great calm. There'll be a great calm in your life. If you speak it, you believe it, you receive it, you speak it by faith. But the men marvel, saying, what man of men to act like this? They brand new. Like they never seen Jesus do a miracle. Like they never seen him do something mighty before. What manner of man is this? That even the waves and the sea obey him. Woo! Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on! Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on now! My God today! Ooh, Jesus. So I want you to understand that his peace surpasses all understanding. The human mind can't comprehend that kind of peace. And life is worth the living just because he lives. I need y'all to sing this with me. God sent his son. I love this verse. They called him Jesus. He came to love. Heal and forgive. He lived and died. Yes, he did. To Sing the chorus with me. Because he lives. That's it. I can face tomorrow. Come on, sing it. Because he lives. Hallelujah. All fear is gone. Oh, yes, it is. Because I know oh, he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Come on, give God some glory. Come on, give God some glory in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify you, God. I pray that somebody was blessed by that word today. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Life is worth the living just because he lives. Ah, 
You don't have to worry about your future because he's already there. It's in him we live. It's in him we move. It's in him we have our very being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm led to just pray. If I may. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you for this word that has gone forth. God, it is my sincere, heartfelt prayer that this word did not just prick the hearts of your people, but I pray that it permeates their hearts and that they go out through every day the rest of the day of this week, God, remembering that it's in you we live. It's in you we breathe. It's in you we have our being. It's in you we have everything that we need, God. And I just thank you, God, that we can always pull on that supply. I thank you for that right now, God. Today, Lord, we put pressure on the promise, oh God. Every promise, God, that you have prepared for us in your word, Father God. We lean upon it, God. We put pressure upon it right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we declare and decree, God, that your word will be manifested in our lives and that you will be glorified in our lives, Father God, and that we will receive victory in our lives as a result. So, Father, I just pray right now, Father, Father God, that you continue to be with your people, that they will sense your presence every day and every way all throughout their lives. Bless every home that is represented here today, Father God. Fill it with your presence. Fill it with your glory, Father God. Be thou glorified, not just in this place, but in our homes and in our hearts, oh God. Be thou glorified. Get you some glory, God, out of these, your people, oh God. And Lord, we just honor you. We praise you. God, we go away singing glory. Glory to your name. We praise you, God. We lift up holy hands to you. We lift our hearts to you. And most of all, we surrender all to you. And it's in your precious son, Jesus' name. We praise you. We thank you. And we love you today and forevermore. And it's in Jesus' name we say amen. 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 All hearts are satisfied. Glory to God. All hearts are satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. I believe at this time. Um, we're going to